No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today, we see where Solomon's half-brother, Adoniah, makes a request that costs him his life. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Darrell continues in 1 Kings chapter 2 on Simply the Bible. Peace is truly a wonderful thing, but peace only comes at the price of eradicating wickedness. We continue today in 1 Kings chapter 2 verse 13. Now Adonijah, the son of Haggath, came to Bathsheba, the mother of Solomon. So she said, Do you come peaceably? And he said, Peaceably. Moreover, he said, I have something to say to you. And she said, Say it. Then he said, You know that the kingdom was mine, and all Israel had set their expectations on me that I should reign. However, the kingdom has been turned over and has become my brother's, for it was his from the Lord. Now I ask one petition of you, do not deny me. And she said to him, say it. Then he said, please speak to King Solomon, for he will not refuse you, that he may give me Abishag the Shunammite as wife. So Bathsheba said, very well, I will speak for you to the king. Adonijah had been sort of living quietly, but now he made his move. He approaches Bathsheba, Solomon's mother, rather than approaching Solomon with his request. And Bathsheba's first impression was a cause for concern because she said, do you come peaceably? And he said, yes, I come peaceably. Uh, But then he said, you know, the kingdom was mine. Now, Adonijah was older than Solomon, his half-brother, and he was good-looking, spoiled, and ambitious. He was a legend in his own mind, believing that his popularity entitled him to the throne. Now, Adonijah acknowledged to Bathsheba that Solomon was God's choice, but did he really believe that? Or was he merely using this as a ploy to gain Bathsheba's favor? Adonijah made his request seem reasonable. I have only one request, he said. It was an opportunistic scheme But that was how Adonijah worked. Why would Bathsheba even consider speaking to Solomon on behalf of Adonijah? We cannot know her motives with certainty. Perhaps she was moved emotionally over this budding love story. Maybe she felt sorry for Adonijah, who was the eldest son of David, but who was denied the kingdom in lieu of her son, Solomon. Abishag, as you'll recall, was the lovely virgin concubine of King David, but he never had sexual relations with her. Perhaps Bathsheba didn't see the harm in Adonijah taking her as his wife. Bathsheba therefore went to King Solomon to speak to him for Adonijah. And the king rose up to meet her and bowed down to her and sat down on his throne and had a throne set for the king's mother. So she sat at his right hand. Then she said, I desire one small petition of you. Do not refuse me. And the king said to her, Ask it, my mother, for I will not refuse you. So she said, Let Abishag the Shunammite be given to Adonijah, your brother, as wife. 
And King Solomon answered and said to his mother, Now why do you ask Abishag the Shunammite for Adonijah? Ask for him the kingdom also, for he is my older brother, for him and for Abiathar the priest, and for Joab the son of Zeruiah. We see that as Bathsheba comes to see Solomon, Solomon immediately honors his mom, provides a place for her to sit down on a throne next to him at his right hand. And then Bathsheba gives her request. And as soon as she does, Solomon pretty much flies into a rage. Give Abishag to Adonijah? Why don't I give him the kingdom as well? Because he's my older brother. You see, one of the first acts of a new king was to take the concubines of the old king. And so Solomon saw this as a move that Adonijah was making for the kingdom. And so he said, if I give her to him, then we might as well give him the kingdom as well as giving it to Abiathar and Joab because they had been co-conspirators with Adonijah previously. Then King Solomon swore by the Lord saying, May God do so to me and more also if Adonijah has not spoken this word against his own life. You recall now King Solomon had given Adonijah mercy before uh, when Adonijah had tried to become king on his own. But now King Solomon, seeing that really his heart had not changed, he said, that's it. That word that he spoke is now against his own life. He just spelled out his own doom. Now, therefore, as the Lord lives, who has confirmed me and set me on the throne of David, my father, and who has established a house for me, as he promised, Adonijah shall be put to death today. So King Solomon sent by the hand of Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, and he struck him down and he died. Solomon did have a duty to preserve his kingdom. He knew that he'd received the kingdom from the Lord. And now if he didn't put down this attempt to revolt against the kingdom, then it would bring division to the kingdom. And so King Solomon knew uh, that Adonijah had to die. After putting down this threat to the throne, Solomon decided now it was time to go after Adonijah's fellow conspirators. Verse 26, And to Abiathar the priest, the king said, Go to Anathoth to your own fields, for you are deserving of death. But I will not put you to death at this time, because you carried the ark of the Lord God before my father David, and because you were afflicted every time my father was afflicted. So Solomon removed Abiathar from being priest to the Lord, that he might fulfill the word of the Lord which he spoke concerning the house of Eli at Shiloh. Abiathar had been faithful to David while he lived. He was afflicted in the wilderness with David while David was fleeing from Saul. He had helped David carry the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem and remained loyal to David during Absalom's rebellion, even providing his own son Jonathan to be a spy for David. But Abiathar had given his allegiance to Adonijah even though as priest, he was no doubt aware of the fact that God had said Solomon was going to be the next king. So Solomon removed Abiathar from his office as priest and sent him into an early retirement in Anathoth, which was his hometown where he owned property. And in so doing, Solomon fulfilled the word of the Lord given by the prophet that the descendants of Eli would be cut off from the priesthood. Then news came to Joab, for Joab had defected to Adonijah. 
though he had not defected to Absalom. So Joab fled to the tabernacle of the Lord and took hold of the horns of the altar. And King Solomon was told, Joab has fled to the tabernacle of the Lord. There he is by the altar. Then Solomon said to Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, saying, Go strike him down. So Benaiah went to the tabernacle of the Lord and said to him, Thus says the king, Come out. And he said, No, but I will die here. And Benaiah brought back word to the king, saying, Thus says Joab, and thus he answered me. Joab, being the commander of the army, had good intel. He understood that Solomon killed Adonijah, had just exiled Abiathar, and he figured he was next. So he went to the tabernacle to the altar of burnt offering, laid hold of the horns of the altar as a plea for mercy, And Benaiah came in and said, come out. And Joab said, no, if you're going to kill me, kill me here. So Benaiah brought the word to Solomon. Then the king said to him, do as he has said and strike him down and bury him that you may take away from me and from the house of my father, the innocent blood, which Joab shed. So the Lord will return his blood on his head because he struck down two men more righteous and better than he and killed them with the sword. Abner, the son of Ner, the commander of the army of Israel, and Amasa, the son of Jether, the commander of the army of Judah. Though my father, David, did not know it. Their blood shall therefore return upon the head of Joab and upon the head of his descendants forever, but upon David and his descendants, upon his house and his throne, there shall be peace forever from the Lord. Solomon had to ultimately put Joab to death. Now, this was keeping the charge of David who told Solomon, don't let his gray hair go uh, down to the grave in peace. Um, But also Solomon, more importantly, was protecting his kingdom from the guilt of innocent bloodshed. Because Joab had murdered these two men, now the blood would be upon Joab and his family and not upon Solomon's kingdom. Solomon was a man of peace. His name means peace, but there can be no true and lasting peace where evil is allowed to go unchecked. So Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, went up and struck and killed him, and he was buried in his own house in the wilderness. The king put Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, in his place over the army, and the king put Zadok, the priest, in the place of Abiathar. The Adonijah conspiracy was now completely eradicated and Solomon's reign was secured. Then the king sent and called for Shimei and said to him, build yourself a house in Jerusalem and dwell there and do not go out from there anywhere for it shall be on the day you go out and cross the brook Kidron. Know for certain you shall surely die. Your blood shall be on your own head. And Shimei said to the king, the saying is good. As my Lord the King has said, so your servant will do. So Shimei dwell in Jerusalem many days. Now, you'll recall from last time that David's very last words were to make sure that Shimei uh, died because Shimei had cursed David when he was on the run from Absalom and David had let the matter go, but, but he had told Solomon, you make sure that you take care of him. And probably David was concerned that Shimei would be a troublemaker and stir a revolt against Solomon, he being from the same tribe as Saul. 
So Solomon said, look, you stay in Jerusalem. Jerusalem is pretty much going to be your prison. I'm going to keep an eye on you and don't ever leave it. If you ever leave it, you'll die. Now it happened at the end of three years that two slaves of Shimei ran away to Achish, the son of Maacah, king of Gath. And they told Shimei saying, look, your slaves are in Gath. So Shimei arose, saddled his donkey and went to Achish at Gath to seek his slaves. And Shimei went and brought his slaves from Gath. And Solomon was told that Shimei had gone from Jerusalem to Gath and had come back. Then the king sent and called for Shimei and said to him, Did I not make you swear by the Lord and warn you, saying, Know for certain that on the day you go out and travel anywhere, you shall surely die? And you said to me, The word I have heard is good. Why then have you not kept the oath of the Lord and the commandment that I gave you? The king said, moreover, to Shimei, you know, as your heart acknowledges all the wickedness that you did to my father, David, therefore the Lord will return your wickedness on your own head. But King Solomon shall be blessed and the throne of David shall be established before the Lord forever. So the king commanded Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, and he went out and struck him down and he died. Thus, the kingdom was established in the hand of of Solomon. It wasn't easy to start things out on the right foot. Solomon had some house cleaning to do. But now that justice had been served, King Solomon, the king of peace, could now begin to enjoy a reign of peace. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcasts. Tomorrow, we will see where Solomon offers sacrifices and the Lord offers him anything he wants. Solomon's request changes the course of his life. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Kings on Simply the Bible.